big beard. Hey, Kayla. Hi, Ayana. <laughs> Welcome to Fill in the Blank Podcast. Welcome. Um, Get away. Welcome back to another week here at Fill in the Blank Podcast. Hi, Ayana. Hi, Kayla. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. That's good. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you're not fan effing tabulous this time, oh, though. No, no, not We're, this time. We have to address the elephant in the room. What, my vagina? Yes. Oh. <laughs> I guess that wasn't kind to call it an elephant, but well, I bet people who don't know is going to like what? Yeah. Do you want to share? Yeah. Um. So about two weeks ago, it's crazy. It's been like two weeks. That's crazy, but it has been dragging the f you out. Telling me. Um. So about two weeks ago, I started to develop a Bartholin cyst. Um. It is a. <laughs> They develop because you have a clogged duct um, from your Bartholin gland. So for those of you who don't, it's about to get a little rated R, but with, on accident. Um, the Bartholin gland is what uh, secretes fluids uh, during sex. Mm-hmm. So um, my my gland got clogged. <laughs> There's no reason for this. They say it happens literally just for bad luck. Um, it got clogged, um, and so I started to develop a cyst, basically the size of an extra large lemon. You saw it, Kayla. How bad Y'all, was it? <laughs> it is etched into my memory. <laughs> it was bad. It's it's pretty bad. It was really people, and I think people thought I was being dramatic, or even when I said they were like, "Oh my god, you must be in so much pain." But then when people see it, it's like, <gasps> "Oh, no, that thing wow. was next level. That thing." That thing. I was deformed. You no, know, it took on a whole life of its own. Literally. And it was trying to suck the life out of you. So it, it could live on the life. <laughs> it so it live on its own. It was a parasite. Yeah. It, was, it was bad, y'all. But I had to go to the ER and I got it drained the first time, but they didn't keep the incision open and they thought it would just drain on its own. Mm-hmm. Dumb. Um, and it came back angrier than ever. And so I had to go to the ER the next day and uh get my lovely hoo-ha cut open again and pushed and drained um but this time they inserted what they call a word catheter um it's not a urethra catheter so don't don't freak out but it's a word catheter they put a little balloon in there um and inflate it while it's inside so it doesn't slip out through the incision to keep the incision open so (sighs) Yeah, it has to stay in for 10 to 14 days. I have an appointment next Tuesday to get it taken out. I'm so sorry, friend. It's okay. I, I couldn't walk for, I couldn't leave my house for a week and a half. That, you just don't deserve this. Like, <laughs> I don't know if anybody deserves this, but there are just some people that have done some things that maybe a little pain wouldn't hurt. But like, you really don't deserve this. I really this. didn't deserve this. No, I just, I don't understand. It did. But anyways, Monday was my first time leaving the house. I went mm-hmm. to work. Um, I could only stay for a few hours because I was wildly uncomfortable sitting down for too long. Um, and then I went back home. Honestly, wearing underwear is just very uncomfortable. Yeah. I'm free I can right imagine. Now. <laughs> I'm free balling right now. We free. Um, so, yeah. But anyways, other than that, you know, things have been actually no. 
<laughs> look, it's, it's cloudy, y'all. Ayana, please. This took me out. It really, it made me overwhelmed because I feel behind now and a lot of stuff is happening right now and yeah. I haven't really been able to focus on anything. So. Yeah, it had, and this is like, oh, like what a terrible time untimely time terrible time for this to happen like we have so much stuff coming we up have the live show jeez new york is coming to visit me this weekend jeez and like, you about to be struggling well I'll- this this look <laughs> at the finger <laughs> this will be a great testament to show how much he cares for you because you'll probably still be waddling yeah. just a little bit you know you're a lot better now than I mean, the fact that I can actually just walk is fine. Is impressive. Yeah, because I could Without be, crying. I was cra- heavy on the without crying. Asia saw me. I was, <laughs> I was like, I was literally in tears. I was in so much pain. Yeah. I have never experienced anything like that before in my life. Yeah. And it was constant. It didn't stop for days. That is just so terrible. For like days. One of those days I didn't even eat because I was just laying In there. so much pain. And How and, could you think of eating at a time like that? I couldn't. I couldn't think of anything. And I was just laying in silence because the remote was on the floor. It's not like I could I couldn't reach to grab it. I was just like I was I was disabled, y'all. It was yeah. bad. It was really it was, bad. it was bad. Like it was to the point, y'all, where Ayana was trying to like push through and she thought that she could just deal with it. And but this did this taught me something about our friendship. Like I've learned something new about Ayana through this time. That Ayana is the type of friend <laughs> that you just have to pull up on. You quite literally cannot ask her Ayana, do you need help? <laughs> Ayana, what can I do for you? You just have to do it. And so I I'm like bugged her enough to make her literally want to go to the ER literally. and tell me what, that she was ready to go. But then I had to make an executive decision because you were like, you were going to wait. I until, was trying to wait until Jared got back. Right. Because you were scared. Because I was terrified. Yeah. You thought nobody could go back there with you. Yeah. And I thought, I yeah, literally. I was like, I'm just going to say that, like, he's my husband so he can come. I just don't want to be back there by myself. Yeah. Even though I knew. But you, this is, isn't your real, like, Zodiac sign of Taurus? Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is very Taurus of her. This is where the stubborn came Oh, my in. gosh. I was so stubborn. She was like, no, they're only going to let. I said, Ayana. That's not true. Yes, it is. They're not, they're not going to let anybody I'm else come back there. They're not going to let anybody else come back there. And I'm not going to go. I'm just going to wait. I was like, girl, you need to go to the doctor now. So finally, we convinced like five her. 5 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And so then when I realized, I was like, she cannot wait until I get off of work. So I, I called Asia. I said, Asia, are you up? I'm like, do you have Caleb right now? She was like, no. I said, you need to go get Ayana. The first thing Asia said was, is she going to let me help <laughs> Right. Her? She was like, is she going to let me At pick her up? At that point, I said, yes, help me. I said, she's going to let you pick her up. Help. <laughs> just go get her. Yeah. So I'm just happy that you, that you went. Because imagine. I What I can't, what I really can't imagine is experiencing this without my support system that I literally just got. Yeah. Because Raven came to help me. Raven was picking up blood tissues off the floor. She cleaned up my apartment a little bit because it was it was a mess. Mm-hmm. Uh, you helped me. Mm-hmm. Asia helped me. Jarrett helped me. Yeah. Natalie helped me. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't have been able to... I don't know what I would have done if I was just in there by myself. And yeah. at some point, I felt like I was alone. But then I remembered, like, 
you Ayana. told first of all you told everybody not to help you i'm fine guys everybody was like ayana let's help you. no it's okay i really thought i was gonna be okay and i was like no it's gonna be fine like it'll go down and it just got kept swelling and so i said okay at this point i can't take the pain anymore i'm terrified yeah um but the pain was worse the pain was the pain was oh my god the pain was so bad yeah the pain was it was bad mm-hmm. yeah but i'm just so happy that you know this was a teachable moment though now i know yeah. Now I know that I'm just gonna have to pull up on you, and if I get fussed at for pulling up on you, <laughs> is what it is. But I would much rather that than the alternative. Yeah. Because I was a little Louise. scared that I was gonna die of like sepsis. People thought I was being dramatic when I said that too. But when I got there, the nurse was like, "Yeah, if this had, ru-, she was like, I'm happy it didn't rupture because if it's infected and it did rupture, you might have developed sepsis." I said, "Oh." <laughs> Okay. You were really trying to push yourself to the limit. Because I really just like, I did, I was terrified of ending up back there by myself. And I was scared that they weren't going to give me anesthesia. Because I heard a lot of women don't get anesthesia and I'm a black woman. Yeah. So I was scared that they. You wanted somebody to be there to help advocate. And I knew for a fact that Jared would have been like, no, 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 no. Mm -hmm. This is what we're not going to do. So I was like scared. I was terrified. I have never been that scared before in my entire life. Yeah, no. There was fear in her eyes. Like when she was getting it drained. She was holding on to me like uh like pull up bars onto my arms. You think that's bad? And I'm kind of happy that Jared came the second time because it was worse that because time. Because it was worse that time and at at some point I was holding on to Jared like and he 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 just I told her I said you're going to have to use your entire upper body to just like shield over me because I don't think that like at this point cuz I know what the pain is like. I don't think that I'll be able to like hold myself. Mm-hmm. And so he just put his entire upper body over me and I just like held him and I was like shaking. Yeah, no. It was bad. It was really bad. Like I couldn't look at it just to see what they were doing. I was just looking at you like it's okay. I felt like being like I was in the room with somebody like giving birth. Like that's kind of equivalent feeling like i was looking breathe it's okay yeah we're gonna make it through but i'm glad that that is like look now i'm fascinated by it now i want to show everybody my vagina i'm like do you want to see what it looks like it was no no it was crazy it was wild even the doctor was like yeah it's pretty impressive she was like oh wow it looks very angry yeah (laughs) but no the um the guy doctor that came in he was like it's it's impressive (laughs) at some point i was kind of proud i was like you want to see all the doctors come so you want to see the prize right (laughs) it was bad yeah, so that was, you know, why we missed our episode last yeah. week. We had to focus on that. That was, like, definitely of the utmost yeah. importance that at the time. man. Yeah. It's okay, though. Your girl's back. Oh, thank you, Jesus. We have made it through. Let's hope I never get this again. Oh, yeah, that's we- another thing. For anyone who does end up getting a Bartholensis, they don't have they happen for no reason and they say if you get one the likelihood of you getting repeated ones is a lot higher and we're just gonna really speak over this thing that it's not gonna happen like that for her because i hope not you can't go through that again. i can't go through i really can't go through that again no natalie said she gets them twice a year but hers are nowhere near like how mine was. and like the thing is i hope that like worst case scenario if it does come back even though we're saying that it's not coming back yeah that it won't be like how it, it was won't be this like time that. yeah if it was sm- if it's small and it just drains I'm on its fine own with that. that's one thing i can even handle the mild discomfort yeah of like maybe not being able to like cross my legs or like sit down completely comfortable but whatever the hell i experienced i couldn't even stand up for longer than 30 seconds no that was crying. bad that was bad yeah i was on facetime with you like you need to go <laughs> to the doctor 
You it like took that. you literally like three days to convince me because you started on Saturday. I you need to when it wasn't ER. bad like that. You it were was still getting bad. Yeah, you were still walking around though. You were like, yeah, you know, I went to urgent care. I'll go back to the ER today. Yeah, and then you never went. And I, never I was like, went. you want me to come with you? And you were like, no, I think I'm good. I'll just go. So that's that's what I'm saying. I learned through that. I was like, I cannot ask I her nothing. I, ask off. I said, yeah, I'll go. I'll go. I'm like, I can't ask her and anything. And she texted me, did you go, uh, no. <laughs> like, I know now. It's okay. Like, don't don't look at me sideways when I text you, I'm downstairs, let's go. Because that's what's going to have to happen with you. I see now. I see the Taurus. It's peeking its head it'd be, out. It'd be there sometimes. Man. When, it, it's only when when that, there's, like, a fear instinct that kicks in where that stubborn. You like, just really, get hell bent. I like, do get hell bent. I, oh, no. I, I get really stubborn. Yeah. It's bad. But anyways, what about your week? <laughs> what about your week? Well, I was helping you. Yeah. Uh, so that was that. And what else was happening? Uh, I don't know. Just life. Like, I'm still in grad school. You know, I hate that. Same old, same old. Um, same old, same old. I'm just like trying to make it through man like you're surviving though i'm just surviving i'm i'm really but it's almost over caleb like i keep trying to tell myself that but it's so bad to the point now where my students be like miss scott you hate it i'm like i hate it i'm ready to go i have they know me well enough now where they don't get offended it's like it's not y'all it's it's me and it's this place and they get it because they are tired of being there too yeah and they're ready to go but they're just like dang miss scott like i could tell hell i told them i was like y'all i won't be at work on friday and it was like dang why you not coming to work i was like and i won't be at work the next the two fridays after that <laughs> they're like dang i'm like yeah no nah, i gotta they was like this got be gone they know i leave right at 3 30 on the dot everybody else all the other teachers be roaming around i get up out of there skedaddle gots to go i feel that get that check and leave i'm like listen y'all how y'all are off at 3 30 and y'all yeah. ready to go i'm off at 3 30 and i'm ready to go they right. like i feel you i'm like catch y'all tomorrow i love that there's a mutual understanding yeah boundaries you know beautiful boundaries okay so yeah my week was i i really can't remember a lot of it like it feels like a blur <laughs> i just remember you know. what happened surviving i really am i'm coasting right now and i really need to stop but i did decide I did decide in other news that I'm going to start knitting. What the hell? (laughs) What the hell? Because, okay, what was I listening to? Oh, I was listening to my favorite podcast, The Friend Zone. Uh Aside from our podcast, my other favorite podcast, The Friend Zone. And um, Fran brought up that the idea about during her wellness segment, like how often do we do things that we enjoy to do without something being attached to it? Like just having a hobby just for, for your own enjoyment. I'm I'm trying that textured art thing this weekend. Oh, nice. I was waiting until uh, New York got here, but we're going to, we're going to do it. Yeah. I'm really excited. See stuff like that. And so like, I like, I don't know why, but sometimes, well, my grandmother, that blanket right there, my grandmother actually made oh. for, she always makes um, blankets for all of us. Like before we go to college, it's like a, like a rites That's of passage so thing. Yeah. So I just can see myself though, sitting on the couch, watching TV and just, just like, like yeah, like I just feel like it'll be very therapeutic. therapeutic I agree. So I decided that I'm going to pick that up as a hobby. Mm. Um, to give myself something of enjoyment to look forward to on like just like 
random days. And I, I kind of got confirmation because I saw something. I don't remember where I read it, but it was like, if the only time you feel a release is when you go on vacation, you're not doing it right. Ooh, that's good. Like you should be able to on a normal basis, have something that relaxes you on a daily basis. I feel like that's essential to mental health. Yeah. And I know I have not been doing a good job at that because I'm just constantly on go. And Mm -hmm. so I think I need to set aside a certain day. Like I was just thinking about this. I was like, dang, like, and then on my off days, like days where I'm like, kind of chilling I call all my friends and try to check in with everybody like to make sure that everybody's good so I'm like I'm still not Hmm. pouring into myself (laughs) so I need to I'm gonna set aside a day of the week where it's like okay Kayla like you come home you're not talking on the phone or anything you just like focus like a weekend like a Sunday that's hard because I have like Sundays are not no. I think I need to do it during the week you okay. know like to give me something yeah. to look forward to when I come home yeah after work but I can do sun Sundays as well too okay. like but I just wanted to be kind of incorporated throughout my entire you know week Bro, so we go to church yeah we need to go mm-hmm. but right now my classes are on Sunday oh, yeah, that's fine so I haven't really found a church home anyways that I like. Yeah, Mm -hmm. so that's another thing I want to incorporate that. But I've been making sure to journal more often. Mm -hmm. I've been, like, really focused on that, like, the spirituality and making sure I'm connecting with God and hearing from him for myself. That's been such a, like, huge theme, not, like, hearing from God the messages that he wants to, like, give to me Mm -hmm. and praying for confirmation through people that I trust. Yeah. Um. To make sure that I'm correct in what I think that I'm hearing. So, okay. so yeah, that's really what I've been up to. Like all of those re- revelations last week because we were off. And so that was kind of like a little bit of yeah, like freedom in my week to think and be present and whatnot. I like it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, today, <laughs> as you all see, I have one of my daishiki. Um, <laughs> Look. Hello. So... I have decided that we're going to do kind of like a fun episode, but it's not, I don't know how fun it's going to be. Like, it's going to be kind of serious, kind of fun, but it's Black History Month. So we want to make sure that we honor Black History Month because we's black. I'm black and I'm proud. Say it loud. I'm black and I'm proud. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So before we get into the main topic that's going to be kind of silly i do want to talk about and acknowledge the fact that the white people are in an uproar because have you watched Mm, the conservative white people are yes yes correction the conservative white people are in a uproar Mm -hmm. about there is so for those of you who don't know the proud (laughs) family what the hell (laughs) Causing a ruckus. For those of you who don't know, the Proud Family is rebooted. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called the Proud Family Louder and Prouder, and um, they're on their second season right now. Oh. It's really good, actually. It's very entertaining. Okay. Um, and they just kind of have all the the old characters back besides Sticky, because as we know, um, what's his name? Orlando Brown. He's unhinged now. And he played Dang, sticky. I forgot Orlando Brown was Sticky. Yeah. Dang, I loved Sticky. I know. So they they wrote him off. So Sticky okay. is gone. Dang, but they sticky. still have some good characters. They have y'all remember Michael that was on 
the proud family he was like the the gay boy implied gay boy that would come up every once in a while and cheer with them the white boy no he was black and he used to wear a sweatband around (gasps) his head yes so they have michael michael has a bigger role in the show now and he's like flamboyant and it's just it's really cool to see that character like take life in the show now that sticky's gone but one of the episodes that came out in this season they were it was a I just watched it and it's so crazy because I didn't think anything anything of it it yeah when I watched it but then I saw that people were mad about it and I was like wait what I thought this was just common knowledge so the episode was basically about them being on a debate team Mm -hmm. and they were going to potentially lose the debate because Zoe had strained her voice or lost her voice so she couldn't debate mm-hmm. and they ended up having to put Dijonay in oh god and Dijonay ends up falling in love with the guy on the other team and the guy on the other team is Chance the rapper Chance is voicing oh that's cool yeah I'm pretty sure it's him I heard the voice Marcus like that's Chance and you know he has a very distinct voice very distinct voice so um She's like, you know, they're all trying to focus and stay on track. And she's like all over this guy. And um, some stuff happens. I don't want to spoil the whole episode, but they end up coming up with this creative debate Mm. that basically is talking about black people, slaves building the country Mm. and us deserving reparations. Mm. And like, they promised us 40 acres and a mule. We Mm. still haven't got it. Mm. So they're like, just calling stuff like it is. They were like, well, they said that Abe Lincoln freed the slaves, but in reality, so they were just, they were going in and it was kind of like, um, the way that they did it. It was like, a poem almost like they was like slaves built this country and then they were like it was like say, spoken word yeah it was like spoken word yeah. so it was really cool but i'll pull up this article that i found wait there's a whole article on it yes i'm telling you the people i just saw the tweet of them calling it anti-white yeah but I was no there's by. articles about oh, that's this crazy um so it says the animated preteens all but one this is the new york post um, the animated preteens, all but one of whom are black, also, also chant that they demand our 40 acres in a mule in reference to a promise made to free slaves following the Civil War and an apparent request for reparations. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll take the 40 acres, keep the mule, they saying. We made our we made your families rich from the southern plantation heirs to the northern bankers to the New England ship owners, the founding fathers, former presidents, current senators. So... The, let me go to the top because I didn't realize that I was there. But that's some of the like things that they were saying. Mm-hmm. But it says critics are slamming Disney as woke and anti-white over an episode of kids of a kids show that features a song covering the history of slavery in the U.S. and the need for reparations. The backlash stemmed from a Juneteenth episode of The Proud Family, Louder and Prouder, a reboot of the popular early blah 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 blah. A clip from the episode that's been making rounds on social media shows characters uh singing a tune about how america has still not atoned for slavery and systematic racism so they're just basically blue because they were caught look it said we had tubman turner frederick d then they say lincoln freed the slaves but slaves were men and women and only we can free ourselves emancipation is not freedom Mm -hmm. they was going in but it was like Facts, you know i that's that's when i when i watched the clip of the actual song itself by the end of it i was like 
what part of that was anti-white because literally all of it was very factual very factual it was literally just recounting history recounting history but it's the fact that this is the history that white people have certain white people i won't generalize but um they've tried to hide this part Mm -hmm. of history for so long and they want to make it seem as though they built the country black people did nothing and they want to hide the greatness and the things that we have done for them and they don't like the fact that they're being held accountable for the reparations that we still haven't received yeah i think i think from from a lot of the argument that i hear from mostly a lot of conservative conservative white people is that it happened so long ago so yes yes all that stuff happened but it happened so long ago like how are you still affected by the things that happened Mm -hmm. that long ago quote unquote well, but. we know the answer to that. <laughs> <laughs> um, that doesn't. I, I feel like that's such a weak argument. It really is because I mean, look at look at the black community. This ain't all on us, bro. So much of where we are today has to do with like where we came from, and we're still climbing the ladder. We're still trying to claw our way up because of things that happened to our ancestors, and because of unkept promises, and because ancestors to our grandparents. Come on. That too. Our grandparents. That too. And that that's the part that's really crazy to think. Like, I know, like, my family is from Mississippi. Mm. And my nana and my papa moved up here. But they are from Jackson, Mississippi. Mm. You know, like, and thankfully, they were a little far removed from some of those experiences. But there's probably some things that, like, I've asked my Nana about this, and I think that there's just some things she probably has discounted in her mind because it was so normalized at that time, you know, mm-hmm. that, like, if if she really thought about it and she shared some of the stories, it'd be like, wait, what? Like, what happened? You know? Yeah. But I think a lot of Southern Black people, they also look at the North as, like, not that much better because they say white people up north will smile in your face but be racist and at least down south you know that's literally what the argument that i hear because you know i mean i've lived up Mm -hmm. north but i'm from down south south, yeah and that's literally what i hear people say that i'd rather deal with uh what is it covert and and covert Mm -hmm. whatever racism they're like i'd rather you know them say it to my face yeah i'm like what Racism is racism. <laughs> like, come on now. I don't want none of it. Y'all can, I don't want none y'all of can it. take it all. I don't yeah. want none of it. So, yeah. So, I just wanted to bring that up and highlight that. But I think that y'all should definitely go watch The Proud Family. It is so good. <laughs> at it's least very watch that clip and tell, tell us what you think. Yeah. At least watch it and see what they, like, they didn't say nothing bad. And it was funny because at one point, uh, one of them said something. And one of the characters, like, covered their mouth <laughs> and made them stop talking. Like, okay, you get too deep there. Like, don't say all of that. But it's it's just very interesting. I saw nothing wrong with it. I thought it was beautiful. I'm glad that they... Um, touched on it? Yeah, that they touched on it. Like, let's keep it real. Yeah. Why are we hiding the truth? We over that. It's 2023, baby. They let's... trying to bury it. Look what they doing in, what is it, Texas? They trying to bury that. You see, you see we still fighting to have just african-american history just acknowledged in schools acknowledged you got european history and u.s history i know all about them greek folks (laughs) but that's what i'm saying it's a it's a force to require african-american history in schools when it is such a big part 
of US, US history. history. Like, come on. It's how we were. And like, they and they literally it. I remember taking US history in school and then brushing over it in a single chapter. Even even they brush over the brutality of it. Yeah. We still don't know the full extent of the things that happened to our ancestors. It was bad. It was way worse than the things that they share with us. Even the stuff that I'm still learning, I'm like, ugh. I know. My God. It's rough. It's rough. So, like, them on the Proud family saying they little piece about what they said, the fact that that's bothering people and it's sending people into an uproar and they're calling Disney out and they want Disney to... I don't think people understand the the impact that it has to completely ignore that piece of our history, not just on the black community, but on everyone as a whole. Mm-hmm. And they don't understand the benefits of acknowledging it. Yeah, because they're not in the minority. And yeah. so when you're not in the minority and you can't see beyond your scope that your world, you've been accepted in every space that you've entered, you yeah. know, you can't possibly imagine what it feels like to constantly be like the target, constantly be other, constantly have to prove yourself or work just twice as hard to receive the same amount of credibility mm. as white counterparts. Like the fact that that's not received by people, it's just that's the reason why it's still an issue today, yeah. because you still we're still lingering on those those facts like it's our truth every single day. We can't hop out our skin. It is what it is like. I just had this conversation with my students actually recently about code switching. Oh, code switching. I did a classroom lesson on it. So I went and talked to the freshmen and sophomores about code switching. And it's so interesting because all of them say that they code switch. We all do it. And all of them say they don't see a problem with it. I I remember being in the pods. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and I was very much so different, of course, with like Jared or the other black guy, Brent. Well, I wasn't that different with Brandon, but, uh, very different with Jared than I was with like some of the white guys that I was on dates with. Mm-hmm. And at some point I acknowledged the fact that I did code switch with them and they're like, well, why do you feel like you can't be completely like, why don't you talk to me the way that you talk to Jared? And I'm like, because if I had, <laughs> If I had come in here talking it that way to you, you would have immediately, immediately judged me mm-hmm. immediately. So instead, I come in here and I talk like this mm-hmm. because it's more digestible for you. Mm-hmm. And you think that I'm better educated. Meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile, I'm talking to Jerry like, ah! yeah, and that's like really sad that it's that's the way that it is. But. It was just interesting. Like, I wasn't necessarily trying to, like, tell them what they should or shouldn't do. I just wanted to hear their mindset. You know? Code switching is, it's a, I mean, it's just, it's survival. Yeah, but I wanted them to understand. I wanted them to understand. That it shouldn't be. Yes. I wanted them to understand that they do it. Mm -hmm. And I wanted them to understand that they don't have to do it. And they should show up as their selves in spaces there's a but hold on this is the thing there's a fine line between professionalism yeah and this is what i was explaining to them if you are in a space Mm. where you're talking with someone right and like you're going for a job interview because they wanted to bring that up and i'm like but there's a difference between professionalism 
and code switching. I see what you mean. You see what I mean? Like if you are talking to a white friend, yeah, I don't want you to shift your personality because if you have to shift yourself, that person doesn't need to be your friend. I agree. So that was the part I wanted them to understand. I agree. I agree with that. I agree with that. I'm I'm not gonna lie. I most of my friends are black, mm-hmm. but I have had. I mean, I have a white friend in in uh, Rhode Island. Love her. Mm-hmm. She's a she's first person who revived my. <laughs> Remind my my what? faith in white people i'm oh. not even gonna lie um because of her i am just a lot more open to having friends outside of like because i mean i grew up in the south yeah i grew up in the south <laughs> exactly um but i'm not gonna lie i i do test my non-black friends mm-hmm. and i have before i remember uh, there was a co-worker that i had uh and i was in the car with him and i said the n-word Mm. And then what was it a a week or two later he felt comfortable to say it back. <laughs> I said, "You're dead to me, <laughs> dead to me." But I know all black people don't agree with the N word. Nonetheless, it is something that we had that conversation too. Yeah, we talked to them about using the N word. Yeah, and they was like, "It's it's our we took it back. It's ours. Like it's it's something that we need like for our community." Wait, I never asked you. How do you feel about it? I mean, I say it. But, like, in theory, like, when I really think about it, I wish that I could stop using it. You wish it wasn't so heavily ingrained in your Yes, because, like, I hate that it's something that we have embraced. I feel it. Because the meaning of the word is an ignorant person. I feel it. And it was used to... Demean to, us. To, to demean us and talk down on our ancestors. And when they heard that word, it was hurtful for them, you know? And so I just... I hate the fact that black people feel like it's empowerment that we've taken this this negative word and turned it positive. But it's not because the quite literal definition of it is still negative. It is not. But I mean, like, it's hard because I get what they're saying because it's ingrained in our culture now, Mm. you know, and because this is part of like what we were talking about being far removed from it. It's like, you're so far removed that like you acknowledge that this is something that was terrible, like used There's for a terrible purpose. The There's yeah. pain. There's in pain it. in the word. And they'd be like, but it's a difference between Dang, the A I and the hard saying. ER. I'm like, I feel like I should stop saying it now. I, I say this to myself all so the time, much, but it's so hard. I say it's it hard. so much. I don't say it so much, but I say it. I've said it for, and I don't think I got about my it parents saying it like that's how bad I say it a lot and it's crazy though because like my family I've never heard anybody in my family like mm. I'm talking about like the adults like people that I grew up around yeah use the n-word how did you come to use it so much then Friends, being in school peers, yeah and I think that that's so the other thing is like going to an all-black school like the conversation that I started with them is like when like being black, do you feel as though you have a target on your back? That mm. was the my opening question. At an all them. black school? At an all black school. Mm. And so it's interesting because a lot of them said, Well, I can't feel like I have a target on my back because my whole experience has been going to school with black people. Yeah. So I don't ever really feel othered. I mean there's safety in But it. then there were other kids who like are in the world of we have a lot of speech kids at our school so like it's a um it's like competition like speech they go and they do these competitions there's different um 
different like categories that you would do your speech under. So it could be like um, dramatic interpretation or improv mm. and all these different things. And they basically like compete by speaking and performing almost like these monologues. Interesting. Yeah. So we're really good at that. Okay. At, our school so um they talk about how they constantly feel othered because speech is a white dominated thing and so they go to these competitions and they're constantly like they constantly have to be like straightening up and they were talking about the code switching in that that like when they get there they can't do the same thing that the white kids do without being looked down upon like if Mm. they singing and dancing they're looked at as wild and unruly. But if the white kids sing and dance, like, oh, joy, look at the children. They're having yeah. fun, you know. So it it was just really interesting to me that, like, I, I think that I, I got where they were coming from because my elementary school was all black. From kindergarten to eighth grade, I went to an all black school. Mm. And then I went to a completely melting pot of a high school mm. where there was white kids, black kids. I like that was the first time that my scope expanded beyond like white, black, Hispanic. Really? Yes. Really? My elementary school was like that. I remember in elementary school there were two things I got called the N word and mm. wetback. And what? Wetback. Because I'm half Mexican. That is really and I disrespectful. Was clearly, I was clearly Mexican then because my hair was, but I used to get called the N word and wetback a lot. Oh my God. Growing up. Yeah. That's horrible. <laughs> yeah. I just used to get the Oreo thing. You used to get called the Oreo? Oh, All I, the time. I would get called the Well, I get called All white girl, but by my own family. White girl, Oreo. You not black for real. This, this whole black, the, the, the regulating blackness thing, it pisses me off. <laughs> It's really bad. It pisses me off. It's really bad. And it used to make me like, that was part of the reason why, like, when I went to high school, because people called me white girl so much yeah. and they called me Oreo so much, I looked forward to connecting with other races. Because I'm like, what is it about me that's so different from yeah. other black people that I'm being called something other than what I obviously am like I'm obviously black right without a question right but then I went there and I still hung out with black people (laughs) like I didn't really make any white friends when I was in in college in high school oh in high school I made a few I had a few but none that like stuck you know my closest friendships were with other black kids i i will say it's it's difficult even when it comes to dating because going on the show (laughs) going on the show i was open to being with uh someone of a different race specifically a white man i was Mm -hmm. open to it um i mean clearly i had to be but uh what i recognized is there was a disconnect there even when it came to understanding because i think I think especially in the black community, we put a lot of emphasis on survival and resilience and uh, strength. And I recognize that I I need some form of recognition in that way. Like, oh, you've been through a lot of things um, and look where you are now. Mm -hmm. But even when I would talk about my experience of like some of the things that I've been through, they just like they didn't understand any of it. That's why I have. I have always known that I could not date outside my race. I thought I could. And I think I think in some extent I probably still can, but I think it would take a very very specific kind of white man. Yeah, very very specific. Like someone who's who's very understanding and who who educates themselves cuz I'm not trying to sit here and educate you on everything. Mm-hmm. Like you need to have a curiosity on your own. Yep. About 
my culture. You have to like for you to be a white person and date somebody black yeah. to the point that you would think that you could potentially see a future with them and have children with them. Yeah. You have to be Ooh, heavy so on the children. Heavy you have to be children. so aware because you're gonna have black kids. You're gonna have black kids. And that's a huge responsibility for a white person mm-hmm. to raise black children mm-hmm. and they're going to have a completely different life experience than what than you your have own, yeah which is wild to think about yeah it's really crazy because it shouldn't be like that man really but i also have like found that. that like i've never had a white man interested in me before neither have i ever i don't i wouldn't even know what that looks like no i've never been but have you have you seen the studies what black women are the the least desired of all races and we're the least likely to go outside of our race mm-hmm. while black men are, Ooh, are that's a whole nother black men are desired and black men will definitely go outside of their race. and black man oh we about to hold on we about to get into <laughs> something there are a lot of black men mm-hmm. who <laughs> have decided that they are no longer dating black women yeah and i feel like it's do you I feel like it's more rare that black women have decided to be done with black men. They talk stuff, but they not done. OK, so, OK. This what do makes you me think? think? So before I went on the show, mm-hmm. I remember tweeting something about maybe I should date outside of my race. Mm-hmm. The black men in my comments were like, oh, oh, really? And one of the men, it's crazy. One of the men who commented was dating a white woman. And I'm like, the hypocrisy. But the they hypocrisy. don't. Black men, a lot of times, like, hate things about black women. Which is why they date. Because if you ask, they'll say, well, and they'll do a comparison thing. It's like, no, 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 no. If you want to date outside of your race, if that's your preference, that's your preference. I just but if you're the- doing it out of spite... I hate the stereotypes and I hate the 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 fact that like black women become completely completely secluded. You get what I mean? Yeah. Like it's not like, oh, I'm open to dating different races. I could, you know, I'll experiment. But I just hate the It's like I'll date anybody but a black woman. Yes. Yeah. That is hurtful. I will say though, I have seen this wave of black men who are like, Where are the queens at? I love that. And I've I, seen, I want that to I want that to and continue. And I've seen those same black men who are the ones who are like, we need to heal. Like, what's going on? I do think that something different is happening. Right I now, agree. Though. I think there's a shift there was happening. a point And oh, my gosh, when I was this is kind of a little all over the place, but it connects. But when I was in undergrad, I worked for this program called Preview. And it was so great because we had so many different kinds of people in this program. Mm-hmm. And we would sit and have real conversations about stuff because there were a lot of them that were white people mm. who were more conservative. Mm. They've been raised like they, like their parents, the ideas that their parents have about stuff. And I allowed for them, even though like I know that like black people don't want to feel like we have to teach white people all of this information. But I also do know that like, research goes so far yeah and by you sharing your personal experiences they can reach a little bit 
more. Yeah. And so I allowed them to ask me questions mm-hmm. about being black and the things, the the stereotypes and stuff that goes around. And like, I remember one of the white, white girls asking me about like, why do black women get so offended when we date black men? I said, oh, girl, <laughs> let me tell you. It goes back to that study, though. The fact yeah. that we... Because we, we, it's not like we got white men chasing after us. That's true. Like, I want me a black queen. Right. How many white men do you hear? I've never been approached by a white man before. Ever in my life. I've never been approached by anyone but black men, I think. Yeah, no. Oh, well, and then Hispanic men. I have not been approached by anybody that is not black. Yeah. In my entire life. And I, for a long time, and I, I think this has something to do with it, but just the the colorism aspect of being a, a darker skinned black woman, because I know that there are black women that are fairer, that might be approached by white men or different races. But I think that I get deemed as like unapproachable yeah. because I'm darker skinned and yeah. I don't appear to be as like welcoming or they're they feel like I might be like the stern angry black woman and all of this stuff but it's just uh, this (laughs) this conversation is so deeply rooted like it could continue to spiral because right because that made me think about just me and my blackness and but it's a tangent but it made me think about me and my blackness and how growing up my hair was usually the the telltale sign that I was something else and so as soon as I got the chance I chopped that shit off Mm -hmm. and I permed my hair and I had that short pixie cut and some people didn't even know that I was mixed Mm -hmm. um because I didn't want to be mixed yeah and I was like but I'm black Mm -hmm. I'm black I swear I'm black yeah and I've constantly received that that questioning about my hair yeah because it's a different texture than what black hair should be right. and quote unquote. it goes along with like always receiving the comment of like oh you're pretty for a dark skinned girl mm. like and it made me feel very insecure growing up about my darkness about me being darker skin because I'm just like well dang like I'm pretty for a dark skinned girl like yeah. why can't I just be pretty and why why because my hair is a different texture I have to be mixed with something I can't just be black right and I remember like I have vivid memory and I shared this with my students as well like growing up I remember being younger and hating being dark skinned so much that I used to like scrub at my skin like just wishing to because that's the the two things that I always got teased about was being dark skinned and being skinny oh god don't even get so it just skinny. was like constant just sh- constant random we should do a we should do an episode on like body dysmorphia or something yeah growing up skinny Mm-hmm. because <laughs> i thought i wanted to be thick for a long time i still slick want to be thick you know it just I've, don't sit well on me that's what i'm, I'm saying so I, we talked about this it doesn't look good on me and it so does. i've given it up it is not for I, me i just want to be a little bit thicker a little thicker yeah you probably just need like the gym thickness not I want like the gym thickness. yeah that's what i want not like you know how some women like it looks good for them to be like like thick thick like, like almost like like fat thick yeah not fat but like like literal like fat mm-hmm not, and it looks good on them it doesn't look good on me it yeah, looks bad i need muscle I need muscle. It needs to be toned. Yeah. And in the place that it needs to be. Because otherwise, my bones are not meant. Otherwise, clearly people think I'm pregnant. 
Yes. That's the other thing. I had so many pictures from when I gained all that weight where I couldn't post it because it really looked like I was pregnant. Man, I was like, I got tired man. of my face looking like a moon. That too. I was, like, bro, I was like, where's my jawline? Like, I was what? so weak. <laughs> what happened? That's what, I would look at pictures of, from when I was younger and my jawline was so like oh, defined. I was, I was looking like, at the set. Bro, even looking at that. Yeah. I don't look like this no more. You don't. You look like a baby there. I do slit look like a baby. That looks Which like is crazy because you. you would think that my short hair would make me look more mature. No. And it does sometimes. But it makes you look like a baby. It makes you look more like petite. Petite. Like <laughs> like a fairy. Oh, not a fairy. <laughs> Fairies are cute. I mean. Okay, we're off topic. Okay. All right. Let's move on from all of that stuff and let's move forward to fill of the week. Okay. So it's your fill of the week. My fill of the week is I finished this first book in uh, A Court of Thorns and Roses. But that's a good book. I'm really excited to get to the second book because they say the second one is the best. Okay. So, wait, do you want the first book? Yes. Are you going to read it? Yes. Okay, so I'm going to give you the first book because I have it with me. Okay. But um, that- I could read it while I'm at work, like when I'm sitting down. Supposed to be monitoring the children. I'm I can dead. read. I'm so <laughs> um, so that, that I'm about to start All About Love soon. <laughs> and then um i had another one. Oh, i started watching the bachelor i actually like zach i told I you, you mean. i like i zach. like zach I like he's zach. a good bachelor he is a good bachelor yeah i really like um i could see myself liking this season a lot better um but yeah i i really like this season of the bachelor hmm. we don't ever need two people at the same time ever again it doesn't work yeah it was just too much but I'm excited to um, see what this book is all about. Yeah. And I'm excited for you to read all, to, all about love. And yeah. then we could talk about it because, man, I have um, The Will to Change over there by Bell Hooks. Okay. And I'm excited to read that. Ariel, you've read that before, right? Yeah. So I hear great things about it. So that's going to be my next read. I think that's actually, isn't it about like men and masculinity and love and all of that? Yeah. Beautiful. Maybe that'll be the next one. Yep, so I'm going to try to read that. But I also started rereading. Um, <laughs> I, also, <laughs> I also started uh, rereading um, More Than Enough mm. by Elaine. I don't know how to pronounce her last name. Um, but she is she was the first black, I don't want to, editor of Vogue magazine. Mm. Um, and she did a lot of positive amazing things for um like inclusivity at Vogue while mm. she was there in that position and um that book I read it back maybe like some years ago but I started rereading it and I feel like this is like the perfect timing for me to reread this book because it's just kind of it's about her life but she's also dropping gems as she's telling her story and the things that she went through so yeah okay. i guess that could be my feel yeah and i didn't really have one let that be your feel yeah since we're talking about books right i want to read i want to read like a, a book a month oh if possible if i was not in school i would take i would take on that challenge, challenge with, with me mm-hmm. but it's me being okay. in school really kills it it's okay new york's doing it with me yay yeah i love that that's fun are you all reading the same books or are you just yeah we're both reading all about love oh isn't that cute this is what i wanted i love that this is such a great book for couples to read together 
Ew, don't say couples. I mean, he you all are a couple. He ain't my man. He's not your man, but y'all are a couple. I don't think so. I don't think that's labeled as a couple. That's your couple. We're dating. Mm-hmm. It's a couple. No, because couple implies commitment. Couple feels official, but yeah, it feels official. <clears throat> it's just a count. Hey, There's he, a couple he, of he people. A few like he ain't my man yet. Yet that's the thing. So I'm Fingers speaking. Crossed. I'm speaking positivity Look, over that. Let's thing. just hope it all keeps going well. Yeah. Look, I need to be careful because he listens to our podcast. Exactly. You over here talking <laughs> about that's not my man. I'm He's like, not my man. That is not my man. Not I have a, to tell not myself officially. that. I have to tell myself that to keep myself in check. He's not officially your man, but he's your man. No, he's not. Okay. You can't <laughs> say that. You can't either he Why is can't or I? he ain't. No. You're, you are rejecting that he's your man. He's not my man. That's your man. He's not. <laughs> <laughs> he's not. Clear boundaries, Kayla. It's how I keep, it's literally how I keep myself in check. I know. That's what I'm saying. You have to tell yourself that, but I don't have to Kayla's be on like, this uh-uh. train with you. <laughs> I already know what it is. So I'm going to just call a spade a spade. Oh, That's okay. your man. Okay. I mean, even if he's not your man, man right now, he's your man. Okay. Like he's going to be your man. Man. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This is getting out of control. <laughs> any other, any other feels for the week? Mm, there's a song that I've been listening to on repeat. Oh, what is it? It's called uh, On God by Tiana Major 9. Mm. Super catchy. I love that song. Okay. I've been listening to it repeatedly. <laughs> I like the bop with it. Like, Yeah, I've been listening to it real <laughs> repeatedly because I can hear it in my head. I wake up to that song every morning now. Oh, I love that. I just go through these phases where I get obsessed with like one song. Mm-hmm. But this is that song. I've been just obsessed with Cleo Soul. Really? Lately, like anything Cleo Soul. Mm-hmm. I just love her. She just, it's like, when certain stuff feels like gospel, even though it's not religious, like religious in nature, but mm-hmm. it just feels like gospel because of what she's saying, just the vibe of the music. It just feels like food Nourishing. for your soul. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. really good. I love it. I feel it. So, yeah, I love me some Cleo Soul. And I saw her singing on TikTok and she was saying some, saying some, some good stuff. I posted it on my story. Because I love her. Oh. Okay. What else do I feel? <laughs> Not what else do I feel. I mean, we talked about this on live, but I'll mention it again. DDG. Square up, bruh. Do you want a knuckle sandwich? Right. Square up. Because <laughs> I'll fight. I just love Hadley. And if Hadley's happy, she tweeted and she said that she had the best V-Day I ever. So so they're together? Or yeah. no? Mm. I, I thought there was like mm-hmm. rumors about them breaking up or something. I, so here's okay. Here's my theory about this. DDG is a troll. I have started to watch him on YouTube now that him and Hallie date. Marcus used to watch him on YouTube back before. Mm-hmm. And he's just he trolls like. And so I feel like he did that because he makes music. And I think that they unfollowed each other and staged a breakup. Mm so that he could promote a song because he posted like a video of him with this song on and like his song was around like like a breakup type of song so i feel like he did that just to like get attention towards him so then he could promote no he's like a marketing genius like he does a lot of stuff that is like clickbaity and whatnot and it does bring a lot of attention to his brand so i just don't want him to mess up um holly's brand 
Yeah, no. She's a princess. She's a princess. Literally. So we don't have time for we that. We don't have time for it. Mm-mm. She don't she don't got time to be all up in that mess. Mm-mm. And Ruby Rose, you need to have several seats because Please. who are you even? Please lay down. That's going to really make me mad. Right? Cuz I love Hallie. Yeah. So, we She's could go so to lovable. war. We could go to war for that one. I agree. So yeah, that and then Rihanna at the Super Bowl. Amazing. Loved it. Couldn't believe that she was pregnant again. Didn't want to be offensive. Yeah. When I saw, I was like, she looks, but then I had to, I literally Googled. I was like, when did she have this baby? And it was less than a year ago. I know. So my assumption was like, well, maybe it's still postpartum body. Cause, That's she, what- Cause she gives me the kind of vibes of like, well, it's my body, so I don't care. Yes. Um, but I mean, she's actually pregnant. So she pushed that thing out and said, one more. For Another real. one. Thank you. <laughs> That's literally what she said. But ASAP Lee seems so supportive. He does. I love that for her. I love seeing the videos of him supporting But I also realized in that moment when it was, when it was, um, my brain can't think, but when it was confirmed that she was pregnant, um, I realized that she's not doing the Super Bowl to promote an album that's about to come out she literally did this as a bucket list thing and to announce her pregnancy <laughs> and we are not getting any more music from rihanna yeah, still ain't getting squat nah it's done y'all ain't getting squat so we She's just need to on. yeah she has and that's okay i think that that was just like because uh, did you hear that she didn't get paid she said she was dropping an album she did oh well, oh, well maybe so Okay. Well, maybe so. Okay, well, maybe we will. We'll see. I mean, my fingers are crossed, but also, if she decided to end her music career on Anti, that's a great place I for agree. her to leave it. I agree. So, I agree. I mean, it's a win-win. Bro, imagine Not if for she us, does come for out with another album and it sucks. <laughs> that would be so bad. She's been out of the game for so long, for but I feel like what she probably has been doing, because people who are musically inclined like that, she's probably still creating, mm. and she just hasn't put anything out. So she probably has, like, a bazooka's amount of songs to choose from. Well, let's hope so. Yeah. Let's hope so. Yeah. Because she has been a busy woman. She has. New mom. Creating an empire. Being a billionaire. Being I mean, a billionaire. It must be a lot. For real. She got a whole business. Wow. That's expanding. Wow. Love her. Love her. Love all of it for her. Mm, I agree. Okay. Well, I think that's about it. Yeah. So we're going to wrap this thing up. Wrap it up. Y'all know the drill. You can follow us on TikTok at fill in the blank pod. Follow us on Instagram at fill in the blank underscore. Make sure that you check out the YouTube video because our amazing, awesome producer Asia works so very hard on these amazing visuals and y'all need to see them. Mm-hmm. So let's get those views up and let's get the comments going so that we can have some conversations because we actually respond back mm-hmm. so yeah um and then you can follow me at as told by dot kayla and ayana at ayana dot amore we love you guys we appreciate you thank you so much Bye-bye. bye bye